0: Hey everyone, how's it going? Welcome to Know Your Gear QA Live Podcast number 184. I don't know what we're going to do when we hit 200. We're going to have to do something special. As always, I want to thank you guys for joining me this Friday at three o'clock. Keep in mind, I'll have to remind you again at the end, next week, next Friday, daylight savings will happen. I live in a state that doesn't have daylight savings. So be uh, be prepared for a change next week. Uh, I, I might adjust it to where it lines up the same time, three o'clock to your times. I'm not sure, but just be aware. I'll make sure I'll put at least a day or two out before I'll put a notice of when the show will be up. Um, the other thing is, if you're new to the show and you want to ask a question, go ahead and put the question mark first. If you're watching the replay, you can look in the description down below for all the timestamps of all the subjects and questions we talked about. And of course, you can always stream it as a podcast, which is what the majority of you do uh, for for every person who watches on YouTube, four people stream it on that uh, uh, podcast podcast now four times bigger than the live show, which is pretty crazy, pretty crazy, um, And a new feature today on YouTube, uh, which is now I get to pin questions. I always say pin when I get a super chat. Now I get to pin the non-super chats only one at a time. So I get to pin them and uh, and uh, so we'll get into it. There's a couple things we're going to talk about, of course, and of course, a lot of things you guys want to talk about. But while you guys are logging on, let me tell you uh, the first one I pinned. Uh, the uh, the first question came from Best Plans, who said, and you can see it, I guess, like I can see it, it says Best Plans says, did the deal ever go through for his charity guitar? I know there was an issue. There was an issue. Like I said, we had uh, some some people hijack the auction and do stuff, but uh, it did go through. And let me share with with you. I'm not sure which one it is. Oh, wrong one. I got a couple things to share. Uh, this one. So uh, I, I posted this today. I want to thank you, Best Plans. I didn't post it. I was, obviously, this was up from the 22nd, so this was basically a week ago. Uh, we donated the $6,425 to Guitars for Vets. That was the actual amount my wife uh, sent them, which is the amount we received for the two guitars that we auctioned off. And uh, and uh, that brings up a separ- separate thing that I want to make sure you guys are aware of. I had made a comment on a live show. Oh, unpin message. Okay. Uh, on a live show, how cool it was that eBay allows you to take, pick a per percentage of money to donate to a charity of your choosing. And that can percentage can be 1% to 100%. And that's what I did. 100% of the money went to Guitars for Vets. Uh, what I didn't know, so be prepared, was is what eBay does is Ass crazy, just back ass nuts crazy. Uh, what they did was uh, obviously two guitars sold, uh, one for like four thousand six hundred and fifty, one for like seventeen hundred and fifty dollars. So they deposited that into my PayPal account. I've talked to the other uh, some of the other ca- candidates for guitar, you know, great guitar build off, like Dan from Gu- Guns and Guitars. They said yes, yeah, the same thing happened to them. They deposit the money into our PayPal accounts. Okay. And then they send you a bill to pay to eBay to pay the charity back, which is why you see that they deposit the money on PayPal. And then I, and then I I sent it to where they said, send it. So I sent it to the charity, but PayPal charges you fees. Now it was not a big deal. It was like 150. My wife said it was like 150, 160 bucks, whatever in fees. But I just want you guys to be aware of that, that even though eBay isn't charging you fees, when you donate money to charity, PayPal is going to charge a fee apparently. So not the end of the world. I just, uh, you know, I don't want to tell you guys. And then you guys tell me, did you know they did this when I know they did it? Cause I figured it out. So there you go. So to answer your question, that's what happened with that. The next question, I didn't pin it, but it was one of the first questions. Uh, and it was, uh, let's see where it is. Uh, it's from cash with a K like cash money, but with a K. Uh, cash money says, how tall do you think Phil is? I'm going to say 6'2". I am uh, six foot on my way to 5'11 and a half. <laughs> I say that because my son is six foot. I'm six foot. Right now, we're the same height, although I feel like each year passes, I'm going to now. Right? Then that works. You, you, if you get so tur- tall and you get so old, then you start shrinking. So I'm definitely six foot, no problems with shoes on, with my vans on. And then over time, I'm becoming 5'11 and a half. So there you go. <laughs> That's my height. Uh, And uh, that that brings up a good thing. Uh, For those of you guys keeping tabs on this stuff, I talked about uh, COVID, uh, the COVID, they call it the COVID-15, like uh, the freshman 15, right? Gaining uh, weight your freshman year of college, uh, people gaining 15 pounds during COVID. Um, I gained, uh, well, I'm going to tell you, I gained about 18 to 20 pounds during COVID. I'm pretty sure that's what I gained. I'm not 100% sure because I'm not really sure when it started and when it didn't. So I have officially lost all of that. I've lost 20 pounds. So I'm just as fat as I was the day COVID or the government locked me in my house for COVID and I decided that the donuts and beer diet delivered by DoorDash was the best thing to do during that. Uh, for those of you smart enough to go for runs and jogs and stay active, God bless you. You deserve every accolade you get. There were so many of us that took the same stupid idea I did, which is I will just eat my sorrow in pastries and alcohol until this goes over. And at some point I don't remember when, Oh, I, I can tell you exactly August. I don't have my phone. It's charging August 16th. So August 16th, I don't know what happened. I just woke up that day and said, okay, enough of the, this, whatever the hell this is. And, uh, so we stopped. And if anyone's interested, I didn't, uh, I didn't do, uh, any kind of diet craze or anything like that for my 20 pounds so far. Uh, I, I did, uh, uh, I have a friend that call it dirty keto I don't <laughs> I don't know if that's what you'd call it basically I cut carbs uh, and sugar which is carbs and sugar are the same thing I just cut those out so that's it so that's it nothing nothing special fancy the weight has not been flying off by any means uh like I said I started in August it's just uh just to let you guys know I like to t- share this with you because anything like maybe if you're out there and we're like me and you're sitting there maybe you need that little shock to the system of hey man if you're, if you're, if you're, if you're up your, your weight from COVID, maybe it's time to, to, uh, to, uh, uh, well, ditch it because, and again, I know this is a guitar channel, but sometimes it's important to talk about, um, I noticed something was up and here's why my son is, like I said, he is six foot. He has 125 pounds. My son is a, uh, a, is into video games and he's into sitting, playing video games and not eating. So good for him. However, uh, my son is now 140, <laughs> which is still 140 pounds or 138 pounds and six foot is very, very thin, but I've never seen him gain weight before. And, uh, it was definitely cause of the, of the, the, uh, food choices during COVID. So just, I thought, Hey, I'll just get that out there. Maybe that'll get you guys excited. If you were in that same, uh, situation as us, maybe it's time to, uh, to, uh, stop. <laughs> there you go. Uh, all right. On that note, and I'll continue to, to stay on the, the plan there. He says, Yeah. Beanpole. Yes. My son hates it when we call, Hey, you know what? I tell him, uh, good, good on him. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, uh, somebody Mark said, salt water diet. Basically. I, I don't know. Uh, literally just no, no, uh, no, uh, carbs are, are, uh, Sugars. That's it. That's the only thing. Uh, I do have a couple beers. Oh, when when Eddie died, I had a couple beers, those are carbs, but you know, you get the idea. A couple couple times with carbs, it usually is a buy. Uh and then ER Webster is just saying diet for weight loss, exercise, build. Yeah, yeah. Here's the problem, ER, dude. This is the problem, and this is why uh it's everything's gonna be an excuse. But you gotta understand where I live. It's a hundred. Well, it's fine now. The weather's great. In fact, we went hiking uh, all weekend last weekend. We went up to uh, a cabin and we went hiking. We rented a cabin, had a blast. Now this is where we all in Arizona do stuff. This is, it's weird for if you're not part of this part of the country or if you're other in other places on the planet earth, Arizona is like, except for the summer, you're active all the time. You go outside. It's 70 during the day. It's 70 during the morning. It's fantastic all the time. You just do whatever you want. And then the summer hits and it's 115. It's unbearable even at night, 105 degrees, even to, to ride a bike. It's pretty nasty. Uh, so you just kind of stay out of the hot and it's a, we call it reverse winter. You just want to stay inside. So a lot of people are familiar with when it snows outside, you just stay in and kind of put on some pounds because you're hibernating kind of. Arizona kind of works like that, especially during COVID when there was nowhere to go and nothing to do that wasn't 115. All right, uh, so let me get to this, some guitar stuff. We'll get to guitar stuff, uh, and uh, and uh, you know what? I'm gonna start on a positive note because I want to, and because I kind of leaked the picture to you. I think it was this one, this one. So I got a a uh, a message this week from a patron, and let's let's uh, hold on. Let, let me let me get it. Okay. I had to go get it. So where's it at? Give me a second. All right. This guitar that you're looking at, Justin Mabe. If you guys uh, think that name sounds familiar, Justin Mabe is the patron who sent me uh, you know, I'll go back to me for a second. Justin Mays, the patron who sent me uh, some some of the uh, army, well, he did Air Force uh, Air Force coins. He sent me some patches, Remember some cool stuff, some strings. He sent me some cool stuff. He sent me a, a message this week through through the Patron, uh, saying that he bought this guitar for his uh, Super Strat idea build-off, which is a Kramer Beretta Special. He got it from Sweetwater for 179 dollars, and he wanted to know uh, what bridge do I think he should put in it. He was, you know, give asking me some ideas and. I thought this was perfect guess what I have here I have three Vega tremolos which are very expensive $250 tremolos the guys at Vega trim obviously really enjoyed my uh my video with the great guitar build-off where I used the Vega trim they were super excited super excited is understatement they were super great at sharing it they were super great they sent me emails they said I can't believe you used our bridge for that build thank you we came out with three new bridges three new colors black gold and chrome well it's not chrome it's satin metal but sat in nickel. Can we send him to you and do a giveaway? And I said, yes. So I have some bridges to give away. The first one I'm giving away is to Justin Mabe, who is going to, I already have his address. So I'm going to send him a Chrome one. This says gold, but it's Chrome for his guitar build. Why? Because he was kind enough to send me some cool stuff. You know what? And they didn't give me any rules. I could do whatever I want. So I'm giving him a damn bridge. So Justin you're getting a cool bridge because I want to give you one (laughs) so everyone else I will pick a winner today for one of the and and to be honest with you I will give you any color you want gold uh, black or chrome and the only thing I'm going to do is if you're the winner and you are from Europe or outside the US I might just reach out to the Vega trim guys and just have it ship you ship to you and then take care of them because the shipping on it it won't make sense. But everybody else, I'll cover the shipping and stuff. Uh, we'll just keep it reasonable. Um, like I said, it's all within reason. If I have to ship it and it's reasonable, just I want a caveat to say that if the shipping's like a hundred bucks, I'd rather not deal with it. Sometimes if you ship to the Philippines and stuff, it gets really crazy. So, uh, so, so there you go. There you go on that. Uh, so congratulations, right, Justin? Thank you. Oh, and by the way, thank you for your service. I should always say that, too. But again, you just got a bridge. By the way, I wouldn't even tell him that all week. I said, hey, you should watch the live show. So hopefully he's watching it. Oh, he is watching it because he just super chatted me. That was nice. Oh, you know what? I, Justin, thank you for super chatting $20. I will put your $20 towards the shipping of the other people, uh, the other person's win sh- uh, thing. So today's ship. So I will cover shipping no matter what. Since Justin threw 20 at it, too. That was really kind of him. Um, the other question I got from Leonardo says, uh, would you do more Tajima reviews other than or other Brazilian guitars, uh, please uh, come to Brazil. I was supposed to go to Brazil this year. I was supposed to go in April, so you know. Tajima, uh, I hate telling these stories because they sound so just so sad and horrible now. Tajima uh, stopped me at the Nam show. Obviously, like I said, I bought the Tajimas last year. I discovered them when I was on Marty Schwartz's channel when we were in San Diego, loved Tajimas, uh, did some reviews there. Marty bought one, I bought one, and that's how they got reviewed. And they loved the video, stopped me. And the owner of Tajima said, hey, is there any way I can compensate you? Is there any way I can take care of you? How do I help your channel grow? What do I do for you? And I said, oh, well, if you send me some guitars, that would be great, because sending me guitars lets me make content. And he's like, man, that doesn't sound like enough. He goes, you guys, you you, you know, because I had a couple of videos go viral, a couple hundred thousand views. And I said, well, <laughs> I said, if you ever want me to come to your factory, I'd love to do videos of your factory. And he said, done. April, come to Brazil. We'll have you do the uh, Tajima factory and share it with the audience. And of course, we all know COVID happened. So So, to answer your question, uh, Leonardo, if When when and if that ever happens, I'm pretty sure the Tajima guys will still be up for it. They invited me to the factory. I would love to go to the factory. On that note, they did send me some uh, guitars. And when I say they did, it literally, I have not seen them. My son is going to get them right now. I asked him to go before the show started. Uh, I have a six string bass, a four string bass, and a six string guitar. And the guitar, I think, is a mystery. I haven't sure what it is. So I will be doing at least two videos because I'll do the two basses, probably four string versus six string Tajima, and then the guitar. I don't know why I'm like doing that um so uh so yeah really love Tajima stuff i i I do so um robert says hey phil are you going to try out one of the glary bases i did buddy i did a video just i know sometimes they sneak by especially the base ones so if you just search it there's a film ignite glary base video as well tomorrow is another glary video the patrons always saw it because i always give them you know uh, previews of all the videos so they can you know help me find mistakes or, or add things uh tomorrow halloween uh, I'm releasing a Tajima video. It's the guitar that they were supposed to send when I opened the guitar and it wasn't the guitar they sent that I ended up doing the, 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 well, I ended up turning it into that guitar right there. <laughs> so, uh, so cool, cool. And, um, in that video, uh, I'll be asking you guys to vote whether or not you think I should do something with that guitar and do maybe a giveaway or something. I'm not sure. Donate it. We're not sure how it works. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, okay. Sorry, I'm getting sidetracked. I'm just looking at the comments. So, what am I doing? I have a list of things. Oh, a couple other things. Uh, obviously, we're gonna talk about the Guitar Center thing because that was kind of preview on that. Now, and, and I'll explain why we're gonna talk to that in a second. Let me let me hit a super chat so they don't they don't uh, stack up. And especially since I had a super chat like an hour or two before the show even started, it came from uh, Jaturi. Jaturi said, uh, hey, Phil, what replacement pickguard did you use on the Glary build? Uh, they're talking about that pickguard right there. That pickguard was from Warmoth. Um, I, I ordered it from Warmoth. The, I normally will buy my pickguards from, it depends, like something normal, you know, like a standard template pickguard, like an RG or a Strat. I'll go on eBay or Reverb, usually Reverb. Stratosphere is a big source for me. I'll buy from them. Sometimes I have a, you know, all parts. You know what I mean? Because I have an account with those guys, um, and and buy from those guys. But usually, if I'm doing something custom and it's something I care about, I order it from Warmoth. Um, because they tend to be a little pricey. It's like thirty dollars a pick guard, but I always am happy with the pick guards. Um, I, I just recently had that experience with a pick guard where I ordered the nine ninety nine cheap when I found it on Reverb, and it didn't line up. It was a nightmare. I ended up having to cut it, change it, do some stuff. It wasn't the end of the world. I, you know trust me, it was nine bucks. But to be honest with you, I was thinking in my head going, you know, if I would have paid $25, I wouldn't be spending the next 30, 40 minutes cutting, shaping and and sanding on this thing. So, so there you go. Um, you know, the saying is you get what you pay for and, uh, pick guards are, um, I do cut sometimes my own pick guards. I think I've told you this, this before. I just not huge fan of that. Sometimes if I can order them dirt cheap, it just depends. Um, the next one I'm going to say is grumpy. It is not going to say it is. It's grumpy Mike guitar. Hey, grumpy Mike. He says, just spent five bucks to remind everyone to hit that like button. Whoa. And why not? Thank you. Thank you, grumpy Mike. Hey, he, he, think about this guys. He just paid $5 of course to me to tell you to do this, hit the like button. I appreciate that very, very much. Now, before I get on to any more super chats, I want to talk about the, the main thing today, uh, which is not the main thing, but the the thing I, I leaked on the, on the thumbnail Guitar Center possibly filing bankruptcy. Now, before I get started on this, before I started this, I put in the links in the description already below, so they're already there. Uh, to two videos that I liked, I watched a few bit videos of some YouTubers talking about the guitar bankruptcy, and I find most people are still very confused about everything. Uh, the ones talking about it, so I picked two that I really liked. It was Casino Guitars and the Guitologist. So obviously, uh, I put links to Brad's channel and to uh, Casino Guitars channel. I liked what they both had to say. It made a lot of sense of what they said. And actually, believe it or not, I think both of them made a point in the videos, both their videos that really got me thinking, which was not about so much the bankruptcy, because there's a couple things about the bankruptcy that have always been confusing me. First of all, I'd like to point out how sick I am talking about the bankruptcy of Guitar Center. I'm pretty sure on my podcast, 187, 84 of these episodes, I think that's the title on at least three videos that they might be filing bankruptcy. (laughs) Okay. And I say the same thing every time, which is, They've been in debt since I got in this business. They were a billion dollars in debt when I opened my store in 2004. (laughs) Okay. Um, They were sold in 2007. I remember, and I know it was 2007 because when Bain Capital bought them, I owned stock in Guitar Center. I had a stock, uh, uh, like a lot of you, I had a, uh, a corporate gig before I went out and, and started employing myself and in, in my, my business and the way I've been business this, this whole time. Um, and we had stock options. And then I had a stock account. And so I would buy other stocks. And some of the stocks I bought was Guitar Center. In 2007, I got paid out on those stocks because Guitar Center, which was a public company in 2007, got bought by Bain. Bain shoved like $400 million in debt into them and then essentially pulled them back private and bought out all the stockholders. And the reasoning being, Bain was going to grow the company and then go back public again, do a public offering, make a ton of money, pay off all that debt, and then walk away clean. That was the plan. Uh, I, that's not a guess. That was the plan. Guess what happened? The recession. That's why it didn't happen. So I'm not saying that they were wrong or right. I'm saying that the recession definitely was the the thing they weren't planning for. So the reason I say that is um, people have been talking about Guitar Center filing bankruptcy. As far as I know, and I could be wrong, as far as I know, Guitar Center has never filed bankruptcy. Not not since I've been aware of them since uh, the, the 2007 buyout, which now what has happened, I believe in 2013 and I think twice now is just like this a large payment was due 45 million dollars in this case was due and guitar center exchanged equity for the debt in other words just like if uh, I owned a bunch of creditors on my business and they were saying pay up, I'd say okay, I can't pay you, but how would you like to own ten percent of Phil McKnight, <laughs> right? You know, uh, so so that's what Guitar Center did, and that's why Bain isn't the majority holder. In fact, I believe they're only, only 20, 30 percent of the company to this day. The new and new new company, the new creditors have. So the question that is to play now is what a not whether or not bankruptcy happens. One first, can they exchange more debt for more, uh, or sorry, more. Uh, um, equity for debt, which we won't know for a little while. I haven't seen anything where it's been approved or not approved yet. And then if that doesn't happen, yes, they will be forced to file a bankruptcy. And then in the bankruptcy, hold on a second. Getting, I'm very unprofessional, guys. I apologize. I'm getting a phone call. I don't need that. Okay. So in the bankruptcy, there essentially is a a couple different types of bankruptcies that's important to think about, okay? Um, So there is... Well, for people, there's like chapter 13, okay? There's chapter, for them, there's chapter seven and there's chapter 11. I don't think the business that size does chapter nine. Again, I'm not an attorney. I'm not a, 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 you know, I'm not a bankruptcy expert. I just, I've been in business. I understand at least this much. Uh, Chapter nine is for a reorganization, reorganization of a lot of debt, which is what, what they would have. And then chapter seven is like, they're just dissolving, okay? And my theory has been consistent. I haven't changed it yet that they won't do seven. Uh, they'll, uh, try to apply for a reorganization. Again, when I say apply, they have to go to the bankruptcy courts. They have to a- tell the bankruptcy co- courts what they want. And then the bankruptcy courts decide, they decide what happens to guitar center when that happens. Right. Then they usually decide what's best for the creditors and the, and the, 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 the people they're owed debt. Okay. So that's how it works. And I believe that, uh, that the bankruptcy courts, uh, well, this is where it gets a little tricky. And this is where I said Brad's guitarist video and Casino's Guitar's video added a new con both of them came up with a different perspective on it, but an interesting idea, which is I've been arguing for years, which I think at that time I was right, that the reason I think the bankruptcy courts will allow them the chapter nine to reorganize that debt is because after you remove the debt from Guitar Center they are a viable business. In other words, people still want to go to their business because they're the largest guitar store in the world. However, their argument, which was very interesting, was, is that business model even relevant anymore, especially in a now COVID, -COVID, post-COVID world? And I thought about it, and here's what I did today. I want to tell you what I want to share with you. I went online, and I understand their their inventory is depleted. I went online to Guitar Center. Very easy thing to do for anybody to check. I did. Went to GuitarCenter.com, went to Use, click Guitars, and saw how many used guitars in stock. They have 6,000 used guitars. When I went to Reverb today, Reverb had 50,000 used guitars for sale. Okay. Now I don't think, I can't think of besides maybe eBay or Craigslist, I can't think of a bigger online used entity than Guitar Center besides that reverb entity. Um, Obviously Sweetwater is not huge in the used market. Sam Ash is very much so, but their inventory again, I'd have to look, but I can't imagine it's bigger than Guitar Centers, but maybe it's on par for used. My point is, wow. (laughs) You know what I mean? And when you think about that, yeah, you and me make up a lot of reverb, a lot of sellers, but I went and looked and here's what I wanna share with you. I wish I could screen share this part, but I'm gonna share with you. I pulled up my reverb account this year, 2020. And I wanna, I say a lot on this channel, you hear me say, oh, I buy on reverb or I'll buy from Sweetwater, buy from reverb or AMS. Well, here's what I really wanna share with you. These are some of the things I bought and I wanna share who I bought them from, even though I say reverb. I bought a guitar from Bizarre Guitar in Reno, Nevada. I bought an amplifier, an AVH amplifier from American Musical Supply. These are on. These are on reverb. I bought a Boss Terra Echo from Gorham Brothers Music. I bought a Squire Mini Bass, if you guys remember that video, from Showtime Music. I bought a Wazacraft Metal Zone from Chicago Music Exchange. I bought a, and I won't go too long on this guys, okay, I promise. Uh, I, I bought a, let's keep going. I bought a love pedal from M&R Music, uh, Purple Plexi. I bought, hold on, let me go to the next page. I bought a uh, Bill Lawrence Humbucker from Pro Audio Land. I bought my Charvel Pro guitar from Music Farm, the Music Farm. I bought a, a pickguard from St- uh, Stratosphere. I bought a guitar stand from Chicago Music Exchange. I bought a Digitech S-drum strum, uh, uh, pedal from Pro Audio Star, <laughs> right? Um, let's see if I can do one more. I know this is boring, but hopefully it'll make a point. Uh, yeah, I, d- I bought a Fender Strat from Will Cut Guitars. I bought a speaker from Loudspeakers Plus, And I bought a PRS-CE uh, <laughs> from Wild West Guitars. And then it looks like Chicago music store again and Mac daddy music. I bought a lay sensor dually from Mac daddy music. So what am I trying to say here? Well, I'm trying to say that when I say I bought on reverb and I'm not including any of the small individuals, obviously I'm skipping over anyone I'm buying from an individual. I bought from all of those stores. I don't know how many I just named right now. You guys have to count it up for me. That sounded like 12 stores, (laughs) right? That was a lot of stores. So think about this. Guitar center has to fight that, right? It's really a hive mentality. It's Guitar Center now, 300 stores, very impressive, big chain. How could they die? How do they fight that? A platform where I had access to all of those stores. All Every transaction for me was the same. To me, it was the same as going to the same website. I clicked on a thing. I hit the transaction button. I paid with my PayPal. I got a shipping delivery. It showed up. It was insured. Every, every experience that I had was the same reverb experience whether it was with even a, with other person or or a mom and pop store or a bigger middle mid-sized store so to, to to give credit to brad and to casino guitars really interesting thought that the guitar center business model of taking a stagnant crappy picture putting it on their website and trying to sell you a used guitar Although having you know, the ability to do all this isn't gonna hold up against Reverb's platform. Now, Ken, I'm focusing on used, of course, okay? And I bought some of those new, and I should talk about that too. But you understand my argument in this point. So what I'm, like I said, what I'm going back to is what I said before. Guitar Center, I think, from what everything I read and everything I understand, Guitar Center is not trying to close. They're trying to reorganize. In other words, negotiate with creditors and stay alive or, and, or if they do file bankruptcy, they're going to shoot for the nine, uh, chapter nine, which is a reorganization and not for the seven of, Hey, let's liquidate. Um, so the point is, uh, will the courts allow that? And I think the courts will be, uh, way more forensic than I am in my little 10 minutes of looking online and telling you guys this story. But I think they will find something like I found where maybe there is a way that guitar center doesn't have to exist anymore. That would be very scary. Um, so I, that's all i wanted to say my two cents into this again like i said i'm kind of burnt out on talking about the guitar center possibly closing it's been this thing that's been i've it's been talked about to death forever like i said um i will say this though uh i do have friends and i said this before that uh are our, our manufacturers that guitar center does owe money right now and from from what i can tell from all of them they seem like uh, they're just prepared to walk away and lose their money. And, um, you know, it's, it's money that makes guys like you and me have a heart attack, but to them, they look like maybe they could take the, the hit of it and move on and find other avenues. Um, the only thing I will say, and this is cause I know small uh, music stores watch this channel, watch this podcast. I'm going to, I'm going to beg you guys right now. If you're a small dealer, get your ass on reverb. Um, I I you know we talked about the fee hikes how how it sucks we talked about some of the things but what I'm telling you is looking at my own personal purchases behind here <laughs> uh and 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 the 1217 people watching live now that are a lot of them are collectors of all levels of course right I think a lot of them are buying on Reverb and and you, you're doing yourself a disservice if you're not getting yourself on that platform. Because look, I bought a thing from American Music Supply, something I have a personal relationship with that company. And, you know, They've sent me product, we've, we've done, we we've worked together. I bought a product off Reverb off their site, off Reverb. I bought a product off Reverb that came from American Music Supply. It didn't occur to me to go, oh, well, why don't I just contact them? It just, I went on Reverb, they had the product I want, the price I want to hit, I clicked buy, it showed up. And then I'm like, oh, it was from American Music Supply. So even they're on reverb, and that tells you how. Uh, and then, then just to not beat this horse to death, but it is need a little beating. <laughs> Guitar Center seems to make every stupid mistake they possibly can, and we all kind of agree with that. And it seems to be uh, again, um, and because I watched the both, like I said, I want to give them credit. Casino guitars and um, some of it's blended in my head, which one said what, but, uh, but I think it was Brad who mentioned that, uh, he thought it was a strange thing to separate the brand musician's friend, you know, keep musician friends separate from guitar center. I've agreed with that. I love that idea. I've said that for years too. I don't understand why, if you're going to have a brand, have a brand, you know what I mean? Um, uh, you know, even, you know, listen to your customers. You know, I created a, uh, know your gear channel and my channel is the film McKnight channel. And I created know your, know your gear channel. And one of the viewers, one of you guys said, why, why have these two channels? You know what I mean? I understand wanting a second channel. Why don't you just, and I, so now that channel is called Phil McKnight too. I'm like, yeah, that's right. Know your is What I say, it's the thing we talk about, but I, my channel is Phil McKnight. So yeah, you shouldn't create 20 brands. So there you go on that. So there you go. And then, uh, again, cause I don't want to, anytime we do something negative and talk about all this crap that we have to talk about, let's talk about something positive. Um, as I jump around, go back. I wanna share this with you. Uh, this is great. I wanna share this. So first I'm gonna show you the picture. Uh, do you guys know who this is? Uh, I hope you do. This is Brian. Brian is, and I put a link down below in the description. Okay. So Brian Ewald, you guys remember, you gotta be good fans of the channel, especially the live show to know who I'm talking about. Brian Ewald about last year, last November, about a year ago, I bought a Kramer guitar. The one that you see in that picture. And uh, in fact, I'll show go back to the picture. The blue Kramer guitar he's holding is a guitar that I bought from Zim's guitars and I paid like 300 bucks, 350 bucks. I, I did a video saying, hey, I got this guitar, I love it. Brian texted me, he's a, uh, besides being a musician, he demos a product for a PRS and we had met in Germany. He said, dude, that's, that's my guitar. And, uh, we, we, we sat on the phone, we verified it was exactly his guitar, even the dent in the middle of the pickups where he dropped his cordless phone on it. That was his guitar when he was 14 years old. Um, and I reunited him with the guitar. I said, look, obviously, you know what I paid for it. I said in the video, I paid 350, just give me 350 bucks and I'll ship it to you You guys. You, you guys watching right now. Super chatted the money. So, um, that covered the shipping. You paid for the shipping to get him his guitar back. Obviously, the death of Eddie Van Halen hit us all very hard. I'm gonna link down below. Him and some musicians with him did a uh, "So This Is Love" covered by Van Halen. It's a a great cover. I love it. It's a great video. Uh, put a link to it. And he sent it to me and said, "Hey, man, it was really great when I heard about you know Eddie dying that I could." take this guitar. That's really my first guitar. The guitar that got me started because of Eddie Van Halen. I have it back now and use it in the, uh, the song. So that great story happened last year. It just really kind of, Oh, I got chills. <laughs> uh, you know, it's great to see, you know, like I said, again, I love that story. Uh, not because it happened here on the channel, because it's just a reminder how small this guitar community really is. And then that ties into, and I promise after this, I'm going to get to questions that ties into something I got to share with you, right somewhere. If right, right there. Uh, so I was talking about Casino Guitars. I want to share this with you. Casino Guitars does this video uh, that um, I really like. Uh, it's called Fret Buzz. It's a weekly video. And um, basically, Jonathan uh, does it, that nice man with the beard. <laughs> so, uh, anyways, Jonathan does this video called fret buzz. And, uh, I think it's really cool idea. So I put a link to their, obviously to the videos for them. Uh, if you want to check it out, fret buzz is an idea that I, I think a lot of channels had an idea like that. I thought about it a year or two ago. Wouldn't it be cool if every week I just reviewed all of the cool videos that week. And I decided at the, I don't want to say level, but at the place I'm at now, with a couple hundred thousand subscribers, you know you got to watch that. You can't because you know you don't want to perceive as picking on smaller channels. You don't want to be perceived as you know obviously. And it, what's great is their channels at the perfect size where they're growing. They're a good size channel. They got a good following. Um, and they he did this great idea where he basically Fret Buzz is once a week he uh, just takes a couple cool videos and highlights them and talks about them. So it's a great thing if you're if you're like me and love YouTube videos, but sometimes man work and kids and things are taking up your time. Sometimes you got to, you know, do stuff. Uh, you want to see what you missed. You could just check out his cool video and he'll be like, Hey, check this out. You, um, check out, you know, uh, Tim Pierce or whatever's going on with whatever video. So, so very cool. So I thought I'd share that with you on a positive, right? Since we had to talk about guitar center and their thing, we'd, we'd end with Brian and Jonathan's cool videos. Uh, so I put links to those videos down below and, uh, let's get into, uh, let's get into some questions. Um, the, uh, uh, another thing too, I want to tell you too, uh, that I like about, uh, those channels that I mentioned is they don't, they say stuff that I don't always agree with. Like they don't, you know, they're not thinking and talking like me. And I love that by the way, <laughs> as I said before, I know what I think I want to hear what somebody else's thinks. you right. Cause sometimes like in this case with the guitar center, the interesting perspective of, yeah, is the business model of a of that chain walk-in store still relevant. You know what I mean? I, I, we know mom and pop stores are still relevant because that's a different vibe, right? So it's an interesting thought. All right, uh, let's get into it. So first of all, I just want to say Alchemy Audio just did a super chat for no reason. And so did Justin, Justin Setters. So thank you guys so much for that. I appreciate that. Justin did do a cool thank you emoji. <laughs> Justin May, uh, May, uh, uh, did a super chat and he said, that's me. <laughs> that is you buddy and then uh he did his no that's what he did he did so he did $25 so he did and he did uh dude thank you so much so slab said hey phil i've signed up for three months guitar builders course with crimson guitars thanks for inspiration cheers that is awesome by the way um you know, Crimson Guitars asked me to come out and take the class and I would just pay for the airfare in the hotel. They would pay for the class. They would take care of the class, you know, and I'd video it and promote it for them. And uh, I was like, yes. And I just couldn't get the schedule aligned. And if I would have known the whole world would have closed just a year later, I would have got my ass up and just done it. Um, so so uh, slab. What I want to tell you is please enjoy that because I regret not doing it. Um, those guys uh, are, are phenomenal and uh and uh, yeah, uh, you know, what I mean, it's one of those things I I felt like I just didn't have time. I was worked to death. I was traveling so much if I would have known, you know, you know, hindsight. Right. If you would have known that you would spend the next year just sitting in your house locked up, maybe you would have got out more. I feel like I got out a lot in the last two years, but I would have got out even more knowing this. Uh, there you go. Um, By the way, I did get out of the house. I want to get a side note. I will get to questions too. Uh, I did get out of the house last weekend. I went up to Prescott. We rented a cabin. That was very nice. My wife basically uh, told me, I I told a friend because the friend said, man, you seem like you're working a lot. I told a friend, I said, yeah, I'm working like six All right. what did I say, seven to seven to seven every day. And my wife goes, it's more like six to eight and you need to knock it off. And, uh, and so my wife, uh, found, you know, VRBO, Airbnb, she got a cabin up in Prescott and went up there and I still film video. So if you saw the Obasi video, I did that video and I have another cool video, uh, that I did in a, in a beautiful setting of that cabin, that cabin, uh, that it was on three acres. It was awesome. It, it, it was really beautiful. The weather was fantastic. Like I said, it did a lot of hiking, um, found out how really I mean, I, I like hiking, but boy, whoo, it's been a few months since I went went hiking. So it was it was a good workout it was great. Um, and so I just want to share with you because I'm excited have I seen a little rejuvenated this week it was like getting out, getting fresh air. Doing something new, it was really cool. And of course, like I said, I got some new backgrounds from content and something exciting to share. Um, I'm uh, gonna have a new studio. When I say new, I'm not going to a new place. I'm remodeling right now. It uh, and I got it all done, signed for, and everything. I'm gonna do some of the work, but I'm also having some of somebody a contractor do the work. So we're gonna have a new uh, YouTube thing uh, on. It should start November 8th, based on what I understand from all the time and. it's everything you guys have ever complained about. Uh, when I shouldn't say complain, that sounds negative. Everything you guys wish I would do, it's happening. So, very excited about that. And I want to thank the patrons for that. They made that possible. That was really cool. So, all right. Floopity doo. <laughs> I love that name. He says, uh, Floopity doo says, uh, Mortimer Bet lost. Ah, that's awesome. Okay, so I'm going to read what he says, but I want to tell you what happened with Floopity doo. Fluper to do a couple weeks ago or a couple months ago, probably a couple months ago, said, uh, basically said gl- the glaries are, are, you know, no good. And I said, let's have a Mortimer bet Mortimer bet. If you guys know what a Mortimer bet is uh, the, uh, the show, um, or the movie, uh, trading places with, uh, Dan Aykroyd and Eddie Murphy where they trade places. The Mortimers were the evil rich guys who bet a dollar to ruin their lives. I like that saying, you know, Hey, a Mortimer bet means you bet somebody like a buck or nothing to basically prove a point. And I said, I think I can make a glary guitar. That's awesome. And, uh, he's saying, Hey, he's like, uh, he, he said he lost. Uh, nice work. Thank you so much, uh, Floobity-Doo. Uh, that was great. I really, I'm glad. Oops, right there. I'm really glad the way it turned out, like I said. We're going to end up doing something with it for a charity or something like that. If you guys notice, i just never quick to do that. And whenever I do any of these builds, or I've learned that just wait to the right time. If you just rush it, there'll be a right situation for it to do. But we'll do something cool with the guitar. Obviously, I like playing it, too, and it gets me a little time with it. Uh, it says I'm waiting on the pick guard for my project by the way what's the uh latest on the old guitar hangers are good or bad argument um okay, what's the latest on the old guitar hangers are good or bad argument? I don't know what that question means Are guitar hangers good or bad um I like them um what I will tell you is uh is this when it comes to guitar hangers, okay uh, so if it helps you guys, because I know some people are concerned about them, uh, I can't tell you anything other than my personal experiences. That just makes things easy for me. This is what I did. This is what I, you know, was what happened to me or didn't happen to me. It's not ever a, a quantifiable you know, a truth of anything, but just obviously what happened. I have been using the same wall hanger string swings in my home and in my store. When I had the store for 13 years, those are the wall hangers we use, same wall hangers. In fact, half these wall hangers on this wall are just ones I kept from the store. Um, So I've used them. I've trusted them. I've never had an issue with them. um, So I like them. I've heard people say like this, you know, hanging guitar does this or does that. What I've learned is two things are really bad for guitars. And this is really the things based on what I've seen come in for repairs damage usually is happens by things hitting guitars or them getting hit. So not the guitar stands are bad, but obviously anything that knocks your guitar or hits your guitar is bad. Cause that's, that's where damage usually comes from. And the sun is pretty destroy. Okay. They're damaging. I shouldn't say destroying, just damaging. So, um, I, uh, I am aware of that. So if you put guitars by windows, if you let the UV light hit your guitar, it's going to literally discolor. It's going to change it. It's, it's just bad. So sunlight's bad for guitars. Um, pretty much all finishes. There's really very few exceptions. Um, because some people say like lacquer is good for this or nitro's good for, or na- not nitro, um, polyurethane's good for that. What I've learned is it's not even that it has so many levels of stuff i don't understand about painting when i talk to my friends that are painters professional painters they talk about everything from the clear coats to the way it get, you know the way that the uh, the chemicals react so what i've learned is just keep your stuff out of the sunlight <laughs> okay you don't have to keep it in the dark just keep it in the you know sunlight so it worked out great for me because I've said this last week, my son collects manga, which is Japanese comic books. And apparently comic books also don't like sunlight. So uh, my son told my, my wife, obviously, that he can't have his, uh, he has bookcases. So his room looks like my room. <laughs> it's just a row of manga stuff and bookcases. You know, he's into this. And uh, so uh, she got window tent and tented our windows. So I have tent on my window and he has tent on her, his windows. So that was it. She went to Home Depot and got this tent, put it on. It was super easy. That was it. Um, Shrinkadelo says, Shrinkadelo says, what's the proper temperature? Uh, here's what I will tell you. Uh, if you're happy, they're happy. (laughs) So, uh, you know, I wouldn't put them in freezing temperature or hot temperature for any prolonged period of time. When I say don't, I mean, yeah, you can go in the heat. You can go in the cold for a certain amount of time. So that's it. Uh, I don't usually worry about it. Like I don't set any temperatures or anything specifically, anything different than, than, uh, you know, uh, so <laughs> uh, that was awesome. Okay. So, um, the, uh, somebody put, I, somebody deleted it. One of the, one of the moderators deleted it. I saw it, but it said dumbest chat ever. So bored and I love it. That's great. Yeah, of course. We're just talking, look at what we talk about. I love this. If you don't love talking about this stuff, you're not the right kind of nerd here. <laughs> It's okay. There's nothing wrong, man. There's other, you, know, you could talk, you could go to a channel and talk politics or, you know, whatever you want to talk. This is, but this is boring, cool guitar nerd talk. Uh, uh, Shrinkadilla says guitars don't need vitamin D. Yeah, there you go. There's your shirt. <laughs> that's, that's a great shirt. Guitars don't need vitamin D. Um, all right. Uh, okay so we got some other questions other things let me let me hit them real quick. Uh, BK. Hey, BK says, uh, thank God it's Friday or thank goodness it's Friday, depending on how you want to say that. New gear day. Ah, new gear day. What'd you get? He says, I got a PV Wolfgang USA special and that is badass. Uh, got a good price, which is a miracle in today's climate with uh, all the things going on. Guitar is in good condition, but raw maple neck needs deep cleaning. Yeah. You know what? Use the um, use the music nomad uh, stuff that I recommended in the uh Glary, uh, Glary video Uh, I've tried a couple things over the years. There's probably some good suggestions in the comments as well, but man, that, uh, that, um, the music nomad stuff is fantastic. Um, I will, I feel bad that I can't remember what it is. They have two products. Hold on. Hold on. I just want to make sure I get it right. Give me a quick second. I know it's horrible to, um, it is, in fact, what I will do it. How weird. Um, maybe I don't have it. Huh. Well, somebody will hopefully will put it in the comments. I'll put it in the link in the description. I can't think of the name. It's driving me crazy as, as it happens sometimes. Hold on. Let me get back to the chat. Has anyone got the name of this, the music Nomad stuff? F1 Oil. Thank you, William. Awesome. F1 Oil. I, I was going to say F1 Oil, but I got... You know i was doubting myself in my head uh love that stuff uh fantastic uh, it, that'll help you clean that fretboard really good here's why i like it by the way there's a reason why i like it um when i used it the first time i ever used it i put it on and i go yeah it's a little better and what i did is i just hammered it so what i did is i cleaned it wiped it off waited a little while did it again the longer you leave it the kind of the better it is but sometimes you know you just the reason i liked it was i could do a couple treatments on a really dirty fretboard so something like that but also keep in mind that uh that pb wolfgang's old and part of the old part is that the maple's a little dark now on the outside so that's kind of also the cool thing about it but get, if you want to clean use the f1 oil from music nomad um there's probably other products out there but i've tried a few never been excited until I tried theirs. Really, really cool. In fact, really weird about that product was that was one of the products that they want. They had me do some videos and that was one of the products I kind of discovered on my own. So I thought it was weird that they didn't like, you know, promote that with me, but I I loved it. Uh, Leonardo says, thanks for answering. You're welcome, buddy. Tajima is a great value here since real dollar ratio is six to one. Uh, we can't afford, uh, imports. Uh, same reason would love, uh, Vega trim for my build. Um, you know what? Uh, I'll tell you what, Leonardo, I, I told you I can do whatever I want. I will do a giveaway by picking a winner at the end, but you just got a Vega trim. Hey, I'm like Oprah, you get a Vega trim and you get a Vega trim. It's like, it's like Vega trim. That's how I lost 20 pounds with Vega trim. I don't know why I'm laughing. It's not even funny. Thank God that guy that left, it was bored. he would be bad now. All right. So anyway, so Leonardo, you just want a Vega trim. Um, please email me at, uh, at the ask, know your gear at gmail.com. Just put, you know, Leonardo. And so I can get your address and ship it out to you. I'll make sure it happens. And then I have another Vega trim to give away and that one we'll figure out at the end of this video, uh, to do that. Okay. Now we got Steven. Steven says, building an EVH Frankie. By the way, side note, I know I'm getting a little uh, sidetracked today, but I have so many EVH pictures. Thank you guys so much for sending those. I am doing the two. I I said live shows. I'm going to debate that. I will figure out. But it will be two shows going through all of them. It's going to be really great for anyone who's really into that. (laughs) It's the best way I can put that because I've been loving it. But I think some of you guys, uh, I will make sure I'll probably timestamp those, uh, whether they're live or live. pre-recorded but anyways uh so what uh steven wants us to know is that he's building evh frankie what floyd rose style bridge would i recommend for around 100 bucks or so ah that's that's you know what the best thing get a used one find a used one online get a used one online try to find a quality one get it used why not it's going into frankie the older the better looking right um so that's what i would recommend uh like i said i like the german ones i don't have a problem with the korean ones That's it. I've, you know, it's like every time I say that, some Floyd Rose junkie always makes comments like, ah, Phil, you don't understand. It's always, and there's two of them. There's always like, the German ones are so good. How could you say that anything is even close to those? And then some guy's like, ah, Phil, you're so wrong. The Korean ones are so great and you don't need the German one. I'm going to stick with what I always say I like the German ones, the Korean ones are fine. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's what I have. I've never felt the need to yank a Korean Floyd out of a guitar and stick a German one in. That's my personal opinion. I've never felt the need to do that. However, if given a choice, I picked the German ones because I really like them. They just, I like the way the tuning, uh, the, uh, the tuners feel. Somebody did ma- mention in a, in a video recently though, or that I did that you can lubricate those tuners. I don't know why that never occurred to me to try that. <laughs> just some of those things, like sometimes an easy idea is just, not that easy. You're like, Oh yeah, I never thought so. But like a lot of comments in the comment section that are literally horseshit. Sorry guys, I got to be that way, but I got to tell you the truth. A lot of times people just put comments that they obviously have never tried these things. I don't know if that really works or somebody just said that. So I'll try it. That's why I try things on the videos. I try things because I get, we could say it, but until you show me and I see it, I don't know if it works. So I try it. Um, mathis says what does mathis say he said phil why'd you curse no he said (laughs) Mathis says hey phil greetings from sweden greetings could you settle oh could you settle the lemon oil thing for us oh probably not but we'll give it a try some like martin say nay yep they do that's correct martin says don't use lemon oil uh but maybe they're afraid of super acidic oil with uh actual lemon whereas a lot of it seems to be lemonless mineral oil yes so the, the math is you're actually onto a bigger issue than you probably understand or, or that you understand you brought up. The problem with the term lemon oil is there is lemon oil, oil from lemons. Okay. And then there is uh mineral oil and it has lemon scent added to it. And, um, uh, <laughs> yeah. Kevin says, Phil swore, finish your drinks. Ah, yes. Um, so what's my point to this? My point is, um, yeah, that is the problem. What I will tell you is this. I've tried so many things. Okay. Over the years. Uh, and, and ultimately what I do, which is tough is I go off the customer's lead. See, the problem is, is most of the time I have my hands in a guitar. It's not my guitar. So a lot of times when I'm giving you guys advice, it's because I give advice based on how to not piss off somebody with their guitar. In other words, you don't want to put anything on a guitar somebody doesn't want. So what I've learned is, is that there are, I've tried different products. I found great success with a ton of products, but ultimately when customers go, oh, don't use this because I don't like this. And you hear that nine out of 10 times. And I'm like, well, I've never had a problem with it you do what they say, not what you, you, you know, because again, they're the customers, as long as they're not obviously making you do anything that's damaging or bad. So that being said, here's what I've learned. I've tried all of them. I have a huge array. You guys have seen it in videos. I have probably every kind of product oil or, or, um, a polish either whether I bought it because I've over the years of buying this stuff or companies have sent it to me like crazy. And what I've learned is this, I like, um, uh, music nomad stuff. And I like, uh, I don't know what's wrong with me. Why can't I think of what it's called? They make the orange oil. Dude, it's one of those days, apparently. I'm gonna feel bad. Lemon spit, no, lizard spit, lizard spit, (laughs) lemon spit, lizard spit. I use lizard spit products and I use Music Nomad products. I buy both products with my own money. (laughs) That's what I use. That's what I recommend to everybody. I've had great uh, sense with them and there's a reason why I buy those products. One, the lizard spit guy drank his product. <laughs> That's it. He put it in his mouth. And I thought, all right, either that guy is going to die or I should buy his products or both because he's probably going to die. I, I and, and see, Eric's the Red said Dunlop. I, I, again, I've never had a single problem with the Dunlop product. I've heard of issues. I've never had one. I've never had issues with any products other than some... Um, guitar polishes separate over time and you know they they're hard to mix but um yeah matt says f1 oil is my jam i I literally cannot praise and i cannot give you guys any more praise than lizard spit and music nomad and uh like i said and i'd love to pick one of the over over the other but there's things that i like about each one i really like lemon spit uh orange oil i really do and uh and uh you know that's it (laughs) So there you go. Those are the two products I recommend. And I've learned, uh, with the YouTube channel, like the string swings, I've learned that as a gear channel, when you're doing reviews, you want to give people feedback about products so they can make decisions. But when you're asking me for my recommendations, where you want to put my name next to somebody else's name so that when it goes wrong, you can yell at me. I'm only going to tell you what I use and why I like it. That's what I use. And that's why I like it. (laughs) So there you go. Um, all right. Uh, James says, I don't use lizard spit. Sounds unethical. Could be. I don't know. It's a weird name. It's a weird name, but literally great products and a great guy. The guy's nice as pie. I met him for the first time this year at the uh, Winter Nam. Bumped into him. He didn't know me for Adam the whole time I'm talking. I don't think he knew. I've done videos of his products. I don't think he was into YouTube. (laughs) So which I sometimes prefer, by the way. You know what I mean? The last thing I need is to get some spiel about how, you know, something else. I rather get an honest interaction. So it's really cool. Um, which gets a little tougher as you make all these videos. Sometimes when you interact with companies, you can't figure out which spiel you're getting. You know what I mean? Um, uh, yeah, Banana Group. Okay, banana group says, "What advice do I have for young intermediate musicians from twelve to thirteen years age? What advice do I have? Yeah, um, uh, play play guitar and have fun. <laughs> it sounds almost like a cop out. Swear it's not. Play guitar, have fun. Everything happens after you play. You know, you you might hear a saying like, you know, the tone is in your hands, not in the equipment, and all these things. Look, here's where it is. Quality, quality." starts with you that's where the quality starts when musicians hopefully say oh i want a great amplifier or i want a great guitar well it's because essentially what we're trying to do is take the thing that starts in our head that then went to our fingers that then goes to the instrument to the cable to the amp we want that to end the way it started with the same intent and quality so the reason i say that is if I say when somebody says an amp's not important, I'm like, hell yes it is. A guitar is not important. Hell yes it is. But so is the idea and so is the technique and so is so is all that. It's all important. It's quality is quality. It's not that hard to figure out. If you if you <laughs> right, if if you if you do five things and four of them are quality and one of them is horrible, overall it's not that great. It's just not possible. So uh, my best advice to somebody uh, as a new musician or intermediate younger musician is, uh, especially when you're younger, focus on the playing more so than the uh, the gear. And, um, and the reason that is, is because don't confuse to the two things you see. There is being a musician is one thing and collecting instruments is another thing. And you can be both. I, I consider myself to some degree both of a, you know, some kind of a musician, some kind of a collector. Can't say if I'm good at either one, but I am separate in those two, and I do them both. So that's my advice. Always, always, uh, always play. And enjoy the world that we have now with the internet and information. Wow, it's amazing. It's great. Couldn't be, couldn't, couldn't, I can't imagine it get any easier or better to get information than it is now. So, um, uh, Derek says, hey, Derek, hold on a second. Let me, let me. All right. Derek says, hey, Phil, I'm getting ready to start to offer setups and minor work to get started in guitar work. Okay. And uh, only going to charge $10. Anything I should be aware of when I start out on others. Thank you. Yes. First, $10 is too cheap. I understand you want the work, so you're thinking, hey, I'll entice them with a low price point. But I find that a low price point is good, but extra service is always more valuable. In other words, because you you will, you will make the mistake. You will have a problem. In other words, you'll do it for 10 bucks, but then you'll have to do it three different times because you're, you know, you're gonna have issues. B, here's what I would say. I'm not saying you should charge full price. I'm not saying that, right? If the average setup in your area is 40 bucks, we've talked about this before, sometimes setups are $90, sometimes they're $40. It has to do with the market where you're at. Let's say a setup is $40. I wouldn't charge 10. I would beat them by at least 30, 40% to give them entice. Maybe start out 50%, $20, right? $25, okay, something cheaper. $25, but it will be perfect. If you have to do it three times, if you... And here's why. You also want to be able to source it to somebody. The best thing I, I can tell anybody that's thinking about getting into the repair business at first, okay, uh, like you, you're baby stepping in, you're testing, is find first find a mentor if you can. That's great. If you can't find a mentor, find a source. And what I mean by source is someone to take the guitar to when you have a problem. Don't ever be the one that hands a customer back the guitar and go, okay, look, I tried all I can and I just can't get it to work. No one wants to hear that ever. It has nothing to do with the you'll You won't get return customers. It has to do with the right thing to do. The right thing to do is always provide the best quality service, always, no exceptions. Again, five steps of quality, you know, right? Quality, right? And you don't want one step to be bad. So what I mean by that is if you charge 25 and the going rate's 40 and you have a tech that you know does great work at 40, it'd be really nice if you get into a a really bad situation that you have to take it to them and pay them the 40. Now you're in the whole $15, but what's the customer out? Nothing, right? They pay 25 to get somebody to do it for 40. You got to be ready for that. You might back yourself into a situation you need to get out of, (laughs) right? It happens. Okay. You got to understand most setups are easy and that's what everybody banks on. Okay. Um, but, but that's not the reality of it. Okay. The reality is that every once in a while, there's just a guitar and it's just a bear of a, of a mess. Um, so that's what I would suggest to do. Um, and then also just be upfront with people. Hey, here's the price I'm new, but I do great work, you know, right. Make sure that each time you got to have a good customer experience, you get some way to show that experience to the other customers, whether that be reviews on Facebook or whatever, let other people know, Hey, I've only done 10 repairs in my life, but all 10 people were really happy. And that's how you build that, that, uh, service that, that, uh, customer service, uh, lineage. So there you go. That'd be my suggestion to you. Um, okay. Uh, best plan says $10. You can't even look at my guitar, let alone touch it. (laughs) yeah see that's what i'm saying that's another good point too and that's what i kind of meant too if you make it too cheap i think your th- thought process is like oh well, well they're gonna try it but you gotta understand sometimes you're just freaking people out you know what i mean it's kind of like it's kind of like you know it, think of it like a i don't know think about it like a, a you know if you went to a restaurant and they're like hey we have f- it's a dollar for dinner you'd be like and they went well we haven't passed our health inspection <laughs> you know what i mean so value has to ha- unfortunately value sometimes is people perceive the price as part of the value package. So don't go too crazy. Uh, Indie RPM says, Phil, I'm dying to know your opinion on Reverend guitars. Ah, you know what? I get that one from time to time. It is something that will definitely come to fruition at one point in my life. Um, you know, it's like I said before, sometimes companies send guitars. That's great. Sometimes I buy guitars. That's great. You know what I mean? Um, sometimes I get loan guitars. As you guys said, I did the bossy guitar. Um, right now it's been a problematic thing. A couple of you guys reached out to loan me certain things. And to be honest with you, I want to take you up on it, but I also don't want to drive across town in COVID and meet you guys and have to deal with all this COVID stuff. So it, it, you know what I mean? You're, you're, I'll be honest with you. I wouldn't, I, for a fact, I don't think there would be any reason I haven't reviewed a, a Reverend yet. If it wasn't for the COVID thing this year, it really kind of put a lot of the people who are willing to loan me one on the back burner. I have a Reverend. I think I, I don't know if I've ever told you about this. I have a Reverend guitar. It's just an old made in USA one. Maybe I can review that, but I wouldn't help you on the new ones. <laughs> so I, I really want to check out the great cock one. That's the one I think I want to check out. I don't think that's the one everybody's interested in, but you know, I love Greycock and, and, um, that's a cool guitar. Um, okay. What else do we got? Let's see. Okay. This is a question I already, Oh, whoa, something jumped around. Um, hold on. I don't know where, where I left off with these. Okay. Um, so Sparkle Tune official says GC which I'm assuming is Guitar Center came to me in 94 1994. it's it's popular to hate then but if you were around before they you would know they did why they did so well I miss Mars Ed, Ed Roman uh, has a great uh, guitar center uh, GC Arctic uh, article oh GC article yes um so to Sparkle Tone basically what I I get from that is uh you know he basically he found, he found Guitar Center ninety four and it was uh, popular to hate them. Um, yes, it's always been. You know what? Uh, so you guys know I'm I, I'm not making this up. Let's see. Hold on. I want to share this with you. I kind of don't ever do this because this is personal communication with friends and and ask him. But Lawrence Petros from Petros Pedals, as you guys know, makes fantastic pedals. Uh, emailed me and said. Uh, he said, you know, he was, I won't share all of it. Cause you know, it's not nothing bad. He was just saying, Hey, you know, he said, did you hear about the guitar center bankruptcy? Um, he's like, you know, he's basically relaying what i was saying, which is gets, he gets tired of hearing about it, but you know, it's a thing. And, um, and I said, um, he said, what he he wanted to know what I think. He's like, Hey, what do you think of this guitar center? maybe child in bankruptcy. He goes, don't you kind of get tired of hear this? Uh, and I said, people like to hate guitar center, like Walmart, <laughs> and, and that's what it is. Good. People do like to hate on guitar center, but uh guitar center. Well, and part of it is if you're older, you remember guitar center was a lot better. They used to be a lot better. Let's be honest. And, and it has nothing to do with anything. They just used to be better. They used to run themselves better, do cooler things, have cooler gear. Um, they're not as cool as they were. Um, but yeah. And, uh, and, uh, I, you know what Mars music had bankrupted before I was actually in the market to start buying gear before I was in the, the know. So I don't have any reference of Mars music, but I've heard stories that they were good stores. Um, let's see. Uh, best plan says you and I have the same birthday, but it's 12 years apart. Well, happy late birthday. (laughs) So, uh, so happy birthday uh brandon says what did brandon said brandon says hey phil i recently bought a schecter banshee mach 7 EverTune. i love the guitar but i worry about maintenance issues in the future do you have any experience with repairing EverTune bridges um i've worked on only a couple EverTune bridges i've seen nothing in in them that has uh, concerned me like usually sometimes when you come across parts especially some like something like this you gotta understand brandon you know, if you've seen enough guitars in the eighties, the eighties is the years. That's the, that's the hell of the years of the, of the guitar bridge world. Okay. In the eighties. Okay. Uh, and you could say nineties, you could say seventies, I say eighties, but it's really part of the seventies and part of the nineties. Okay. So for some reason in mid seventies through the eighties, the, the early nineties, every company got this crazy idea to create a crazy bridge. Right. And I'm sure it's cause everybody was chasing like, you know, obviously, um, Floyd Rose and stuff. So when you see those guitars, just go on reverb and look. There are so many wacky-ass bridges to everything from wacky tuners. And when people bring them into you for repair and to work on, oh, it's a nightmare. Sometimes you're looking for a part. and You're like, you don't have a weird thing that fits in this thing anymore because they don't make this bridge fender did it they made so many different versions of bridges and a, and a lot of people got it really into die cast that was a huge thing like that took off like really huge in the 70s uh, all of a sudden manufacturers figured out they could die cast bridges so they would make these huge damn bridges pb is exa- PV is another example of, and cool by the way everything was cool but just a pain in the ass now so the point i'm saying is is that what i will tell you is the only experience i have with any of those bridges that is negative is when they stop making the damn thing and can't can't get parts. That gets bad. So here's what I'm saying. Evertune, one thing that I like about Evertune is so far, no real changes. And that's when you realize that the company's up to something, right? See, when they make a bridge and then a year later, they go, oh, here's the refine bridge. And then two years later, like, oh, here's the other version of that bridge. You're like, look, they're working out their heads. They're working it out, okay? Evertune has really kind of put out one bridge. Maybe they've made some tweaks to it, but not really. And that's good because that's what you care about. One thing that you can say about Gibson or Fender or those types of bridges where there are tremolos and stuff, is that if you need a part, there's a part, <laughs> okay? Because we still make those bridges. So that's okay. Um, sometimes it gets wacky. So with Evertoon, I don't, I wouldn't be concerned with anything in the longevity other than the fact that if they stop making the bridge, it's going to get harder and harder to get po- uh, parts. So I would say to you, if you love that guitar, let's say it's this guitar and you're going to play this guitar forever and you love it, if you're that in love with it, if Everton ever decides to close, when they close, go get your hands on one of their bridges, put, buy it in a box and keep it and you'd be fine. That's your parts, Ben. That's it. You don't even have to do that. But, you know, if you're that worried about it, I do that. Otherwise, no, 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 no issues that I see. DP, DP says, uh, Phil, any recommendations on a 12 inch speaker for a vintage Gibson amp like a Falcon GA-19 RVT? Or, or a discovery ga8t. Any thoughts on vintage Gibson amps in general? Love your channel. Don't stop. Thank you, man. Uh, I love all those accolades, and then I feel bad because I'm not a. I'm not really. Savvy on vintage Gibson amps or Gibson amps. They have come through from time to time. I've seen them, I played through one or two. The um, only thing about Gibson amps that I can tell you is a consistent thing for me is I've always heard that they're not very good, and everyone I plugged into I thought it was pretty good. So it's kind of a funny thing. Like, And I don't know how that is. I don't know if I just thought that because I go, oh, it's a Gibson amp. I always heard those are bad. And you plug into them and you go, eh, it's not bad. Um, so there you go. So I don't have a great suggestion. I know that's the sad thing, and you do a I supposed to recommend something, but I don't want to just shoot off the hip and throw a guess out there that makes sense. I I just don't have enough experience with the amp. Um, but hopefully, uh, that's what's great about collecting up a bunch of nerds in one spot. <laughs> some of you guys, nerd, other nerds out there, are probably really into these and probably have a great suggestion for DP. Um, and that's what I would check out as well, or maybe know some forums. That's another thing I always remind you guys: if you're into weird. Uh, unique stuff. I shouldn't say weird, unique stuff like Gibson amps. There's probably a forum just for that. That's what's great about uh, a n- level of nerdness <laughs> is that I'm a general nerd. This would be considered, in my opinion, a general nerd channel. We're generally into guitars and amps and pedals, repairs. Everything's in play. We could talk about a vast variety, uh, variety of subjects, and then when you want to get really into something, you got to, you got to deep down into the next nerd level of, I'm just really into one thing. Like I have friends that are just, just into BC search guitars. I have friends that are just into, you know, Mesa boogie amps. I mean, and you know, and then they get super into it. Um, and so that's what I would recommend checking out, uh, some, some group like that. See if that helps. But like I said, sounds, sounds cool. I will index this and look for the amp online to see what it is out of curious. Um, Ben said he just wanted to super chat says enjoying being a new patron. Rock on. Thank you, buddy. I hope you enjoy, uh, the way I'm doing it now with the patrons. Uh, the patrons, what I'm doing now is, uh, I tested it with the, the, the top tier patrons. We did a clinic for the first time. They loved it. So we're going to roll out a clinic, uh, and, 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 uh, and, uh, where I interact with you guys in the, the top tier, small group, and then do a, a open clinic. And then I'm releasing all the new videos to you. I think it's really working. Although it hiccuped a little bit in the last week because my wife's like, we're leaving town for a weekend. And I'm like, okay. So I kind of put priority on that. Um, and that's why I couldn't stop working. That's why I did videos at the cabin. I really couldn't stop working, but at least I got out of town and I got to relax a little bit. So, so thank you for that, uh, kind compliment is what I'm trying to say. Uh, Tyler wants to know, as I drink water, hold on, his, uh, he wants to know, Hey, what high-end guitar, uh, um, guitar or guitar company do I wish I could get my hands on that I haven't yet? That's a really good question because as you can imagine, I've pretty much put my hands on so much stuff. Um, it's one of those things when you get asked something like that, it should be so easy. And I'm like, Hmm, I don't know. Um, Oh, you know what it is? I know one. I met a nice gentleman this week His name was uh, Christian. I hope I, uh, you know, don't. He's not having a problem with it. Anyways, I met a nice gentleman this week and uh, at a music store, and uh, he uh, he he uh, he mentioned Aristides guitars, and I said, oh, I I would love to. I've never tried one. They're really cool, and he's like, he wants to loan me one for the channel. So that is the guitar that I've been really interested in. I am super super interested. As you can see from my Parker behind me, repair. I've been super interested in my whole life in guitars that are non-conventional, and Aristides is that. It's so out there. But with a problem with those guitar companies have always been the same problem. They're so out there. They're so unique, so strange, so doing something so cool and unique that you can't make an educated guess on buying it. You have to touch it. Or... Slap down your money and go. So, to answer your question, what guitar company are what guitar am I interested in? Those. And I might get my hands on one and at least share that with you guys. Uh, and maybe it'll be interesting. If you guys don't know about them, they're really cool. Really cool guitars. They're made out of, I don't know. I don't even know what they're made out of. They're not made of wood. That's what I know. They're made out of unicorn horns, <laughs> which is very, very hard to get. Um, so, there we go. On that note. Um, we're doing good. Let's hit a couple questions. I know I still have a couple of super chats, guys. I know I like to poke over and make sure I'm hitting you know anything that's interesting coming my way. Um <laughs> I just love to sign on. Hugh, huge ass. I'm gonna fall for it. It's huge ass huge ass, right? You can't say, you get, you get it. He says, what's your, or she, uh, who just says, what is your, uh, go-to cabinet size? 112, 212 or 412? Uh, overwhelming. I own 212 cabinets. Uh, the one behind me is a 212. This looks like a 412. It's a 212 on my 2061 head. Um, I like 212s the most. I don't know what it is. There's something about the mids, uh, in the cabinets that I like having 212s. I always feel like I get enough bass. I get enough mids it makes the small amp sound bigger. Right, you know, tames down the bigger amps. That's why I tend to like. I but I find that you know realistically I should always be on the 112. Going to the 112 is sometimes a little better cabinet for me. Um, I'm not a 412 person anymore. I have a 412, and for some reason it just it's right now it's actually in the garage, <laughs> it's not even physically in the house, it's just been put away. Um, because I'm just not using it. So, uh, 212s for sure, and then 112. There you go. I really do like oversized one-twelves as well too. Although I've, you know, there you go. I was going to say, well, I'll, uh, although I have compact ones, I really like the oversized one-twelves. Um. <laughs> you guys like the the huge ass uh, sign on? I can see you guys are fun with that. Um. Let's see. Um. Uh, Nick. Nick wants to know, have I ever played a Strandberg guitar? What do I think about their designs with regard to ergonomics and fan frets? I have played many Strandberg guitars because of the fact that my guitar teacher, which I always remind everybody, he is an amazing teacher. I am a crappy student. Anyways. uh <laughs> <laughs> Matt Vandal, who has been in a bunch of my videos, including a video where we play Strandbergs, his Strandberg, uh, plays eight-string, seven-string, six-string Strandbergs. He's an amazing jazz player. Uh, and um, so I've played all of his and worked on a few of his. And um, and uh, I really like them. Uh, I want a Sarah Longfield a Strandberg really bad. I reached out. Uh, Sarah was super awesome. I reached out to her on Instagram and I said, hey, I really would like to get my hands on a Strandberg. And if you could you know, let them know, you know what I mean? So, I, cause I, you know, I was trying to buy one, maybe get an, uh, not an artist pricing, but you know, anything, right? Cause it's 2,500 bucks, anything. <laughs> anything to justify this purchase. Cause that's what I really needed. I need an excuse. That's what you need. And it's just, and it give me a reason that I can tell myself why I need this guitar. And, uh, she, at that time they didn't have any, and she was super nice. She reached out to him, but I, I, um, and, uh, one of my patrons Armando has uh sent me a link to, they had a B stock on their website. And I thought about doing that as well. Um, but now I've been debating debate whether or not I want a seven or a six string strandberg after playing the, uh, a bossy guitar. So to answer your question, I really like them. Um, if you haven't played a Strandberg, it's an experience. (laughs) That's what I will tell anyone here. It's an experience. If that sounds like a weird cop out, it is. I don't know how to explain it to you. You will easily hate it more than you've hated anything in your life, or you'll think it's the greatest thing you've ever experienced. It it is a very polarizing experience to the uh, user. Me it's nothing that makes me go, wow, I've been missing this my whole life. I need this neck. It's the Endura neck. It's their weird, uh, you know, trapezoidal weird, I'm making up words now, uh, neck traps, you know, whatever. Anyways. Um, yeah, but, um, I do like them. I like the way they sound. I like to play. So, um, and this is funny that I still want one. Cause when I did the video with Matt, I used my, uh, Vader and I like the Vader more than his Strandberg, but the Vader looks like a Strandberg. Well, you know, it looks like a Steinberger, but it looks kind of like Strandberg, but it isn't vibe like a Strandberg. I kind of want a Strandberg. I would love to do a Strandberg video. I would love to do a Sarah Longfield Strandberg video. That's what I really want to do. I want to do that video. I don't know why. I just want to review one on the channel so I can review one. I did like uh, seven things you don't know about Strandberg. Again, my buddy Matt helped me with that. Um, I, I just want to do it. And I like Sarah Longfield. I don't know what it is. I like her style of playing. I like... Uh, her, you know how it's weird in today's market, we have a lot of YouTubers that play music. Okay. And they're very talented and talent is never the issue. There's all kinds of bands that are talented that I'm just not into. For some reason, when she plays out of all the players that play that style of playing, I, for some reason, my ear is always drawn to her technique and her style. I like it. So there you go. I just watched a video of hers a couple weeks ago where she used a looper for the first time and I was just, thought it was amazing. It's funny. (laughs) So, um, all right. Now that I've fanboyed a little bit on the Sarah Longfield guitars. Yeah, Mitchell says, plenty of Strandbergs on reverb. That's, so that's the problem I had. That's what I'm trying to tell you about with Sarah Longfield. Her guitar is cool. To me, it's the coolest looking Strandberg. Okay, now I'm just beating this to death, but I'm just going to tell you it's the coolest looking Strandberg. The problem is, is I can buy a used Strandberg for the price I want to pay. Right. I can pick one up for uh, almost a thousand dollars less than I can buy a Sarah Longfield. So that's the problem I'm having is I'm trying to you got to justify in your head why you're paying because hers specification wise, hers are really only different in my opinion that matters. The pickup choices are different and stuff like that. But in the main thing that matters, it's really a cosmetic change. It's hers is by the look. And I love that paint graphic look that she did. So to me, it's like, not is a strandberg worth that price point is, is that paint job worth a thousand bucks? And that's where I'm, you know, like I said, I need a reason to justify that. And I, and, but I also am smart enough to know as a guitar aficionado collector, um, that if I don't buy the one I want, which is the Sarah Longfield, I will buy one and then I will sell it. And then if I lose money on that, I put it towards, the I was I right. It was cheaper just to buy the right one in the first place. So there you go. I'm just trying to come up with a reason. That's it. Um, but, um, uh, there you go. All right. Uh, what else do we got? Okay, we gotta hit a couple of super chats real fast. Uh, Ben says, "And enjoying being a new." Oh, he already. I already did Ben's. Okay, sorry. Alchemy Audio says, "Hey Phil, do you know if Ibanez, uh, Gibraltar, right? Is that what it is it? Is that how you say it, G- Gibraltar? I don't even know how to say it. It's like I know what you're talking about. It's their bridge. I thought it was Gibraltar, Gibraltar. Uh, but that doesn't look right, Gibraltar." Tar. Yeah, Gibraltar, right? Gibraltar. Whatever. Bridge. <laughs> will fit on Ibanez. He, so he wants to know will it fit on an Ibanez that has more of a fender style hardtail bridge? Um, I have never done that modification. That's uh their bridge, which is a high mass bridge, and I'm pretty sure it's I think, because <laughs> I'm going off of gas here. I think it's Gibraltar, and I think it's the same drum as the drum company, right? I think that's what it is. So um Uh, anyways, uh, the, um, I've never tried to do the modifications, but it's pretty easy to figure out. So, you know, um, you would just have to look because again, it's not anything other than how the, uh, the, the screws line up in the and the holes that you have so that you can measure for. So that's what you want to measure is post to post. If it's six screws, measure all six. If it's two posts, measure those two posts. That's the main thing that you're going to deal with. Anything else that doesn't fit underneath, you can kind of router and fix. If you've seen the video where I did this, you're kind of just, you know, the, the, uh, the glare. you can hide anything that you can't see, you can fix very easily and no one can see it. Stuff that's out where people can see it. You don't want to mod that. And cause that usually means refinish work. Uh, Py- Pyro Brad, just did a super chat with a I don't know what that is like some kind of fat super galloping horse emoji. It's a super sticker. He gave me a super sticker. I don't know what that is. Uh, Leonardo says, oh, "OMG, I'm crying, Phil. Seriously, you have no idea what this means to me." All right, and he's crying because he's gonna get his new Vega Trim and lose weight too, like me. And just kidding. The Vega Trim guys are probably gonna be like. We're definitely rethinking sending this guy bridges again. <laughs> Vega trim makes your guitar thinner, faster, better. Anyways, um, <laughs> <laughs> all right, Voodoo Fist. Whoa, Voodoo Fist, you're out of control. Voodoo Fist did a super chat for an insane amount of money. Um, all right. Uh, Vooda Fist, What's the question? Cause this is going to put the, the more money you guys sometimes super chat me, the more I'm like, I hope I get the question right. It says, uh, will you be, uh, changing the start time for Friday shows? Now the daylight savings time and will the shows be on Fridays? Uh, okay. Plus $50 for the tip jar. Thanks for doing what you do. Okay. So the, the show's staying on Fridays. If you guys know, I cheated, I cheated. Last week I did on Thursday. It worked out super great. We did an early show for the European time zone. I did that because I had a feeling I wasn't going to be able to make the Friday show. And I thought, how can I do this? And I thought, let's do a Thursday show. It was great. It taught me I need to do bonus shows. So that's what's going to happen in the live show. I'm going to do at least one a month bonus for European time zones earlier on a different day than Friday. I don't know. Friday is definitely the time. It's three o'clock my time, which next week it'll have a different time zone. So I don't know if I'm going to adjust to the time zones or not. I will decide this weekend. If you guys have some uh, some thoughts on that, let me know if you guys think next Friday. Okay, so you got to understand. I live in Arizona. So right now we start at three o'clock my time, Arizona. Next Friday, three o'clock my time will be two o'clock California time because I'll be on Mountain Standard Time. So it'll be three o'clock Mountain Standard Time. That's the question. Do I... Do I stay Pacific time throughout the year and pretend I'm just Pacific Time all throughout the year? That's been the question, which means so I, I don't know yet. I didn't think about it before I did this came on live today. <laughs> it's hard to make a decision when I'm doing this um because I don't want to make the wrong one sometimes. Uh or all the time. I don't want to make one all the time. Indy RPM did a super chat for no reason. We're gonna cut the super chats off, so please don't super chat me. Uh, so I can do a couple of super chats and then also hit a couple of the other questions. Uh, Reggie. Hey, Reggie. What's up, buddy? He says, uh, for the tip jar, have a good one, Phil. Are you going to review the new Sire Larry Carlton guitars? I ordered the Strat and Hollow Body models. No ETA on shipment. Uh, yeah, I had a couple of patrons buy one and I thought they got theirs. I don't know if they were just posting pictures of the file ones. Um, they looked really good, right? So I'm sure that's why you bought one. Um, you know what I need to do? Uh, let's be honest. I need to reach out to those guys. They might they might be hip to it. So, um, you know, obviously, you know, the, I, I get a pretty decent amount of views when I do a review on stuff like that. And sometimes I, I I'm 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 really doing a disservice to myself and to you guys for not reaching out to companies like that and saying, Hey, would you be interested in sending a couple models over for us to check out or for me to check out? Maybe they'll do it. I don't know. Stuff like that, where it's new and exciting, you know, it's a pretty easy gig, right? You just tell them, send them a guitar and an Ari label back. And that's really cool. Um, RPM said, Phil, I'm dying to hear your opinion on Reverend guitars. Oh, we just talked about this. Oh, we didn't talk about this. Uh, I like them. In fact, in my uh, $300 guitars, $600 guitars, $1,000, I think $1,000 guitars, I put them in some of the highest regard. I, I really like them. That's it. That's the easy thing I like. like Everyone I picked up, they have not so great resale value sometimes, but that happens to a lot of guitar companies. Like I said, only Gibson and Fender get to live in the our resale value always is awesome for the most part. But quality-wise, they're fantastic, and they sound great. Again, there's guitars that I need to to get on the channel, I think it'd be exciting and new, fresh. Uh, Steve says, hey, Phil, any ideas where to buy replacement pull piece screws for Seymour Duncan mini JB humbucker? Whoa, why would you need those? Says, "Uh, thanks for all you do. Uh, You've been a great source for learning to do uh, more repair work. Uh, Yeah, if you need replacement, pole pieces for the mini jb humbucker i would just contact seymour duncan i i know you probably would have thought of that but i would just reach out to them the thing is is if uh, here's what i will tell you steve if you have reached out to him this is where i'll help you now when you reach out to him and you tell them what you need and if they tell you no talk to somebody else <laughs> right because sometimes that's a such a strange like even me i'm like really i've never had anybody ask for that um because it is, you know. Because I don't know why you need new pole pieces for your mini JB Humbucker, but if you do, I would reach out to Seymour Duncan and see what they say. They will be pretty cool. If somebody gives you a very customer servicey, like we don't do that, uh, get somebody else on the phone. They're they're a pretty good company. I've had great experiences with them over the years as a dealer, as a customer. Um, you know, they don't work with me on my YouTube channel, but um, but you know, like I said, I still buy their products uh, and I like them. So I would do that. Uh, Joseph says, what does Joseph say? He says, hey, Phil, I'm modding a Sterling silhouette. Uh, Let's see, where can I get new pick guard for it? Also, can you do a video on making a pick guard from scratch? That will be in the new studio. That will be one of the videos that gets done uh, is the new pick guard from scratch. Uh, I just did a pick guard for a customer and I always say I don't do that many pick cards and then I was like, Yeah, the problem is, uh, buddy, is uh, the answer for me, for you, is not going to be easy. Uh, Pick cards, the only way I know how to do them is the way I've done them always, which is I cut a template out of wood, and then I have a router bit, and I cut it, and then I use the router bit that puts the angle on it, and then I cut it all out, and I do it. And by the time you're done, it's going to be one of those things you're like, ah, screw that. I'll just have somebody make it. Um, So Joseph, what's my answer to you? You could do all that. Or in this case, uh, what you can do is uh, most decent repair shops in your town where you live or nearby, if they are a a full service repair, they will be able to cut you a pick card. So you can just take it in and make a template and have it done. And uh, whatever they charge you, I promise you it's worth it. I mean, not whatever, but it's worth it. You know what I mean? It's worth it. You'll see the clean up the mess. It's not a hard thing to do. It's just not an easy or not a fast thing to do. So there you go. Chuck in music. Chuck in music. good to see you. says hey, Phil, no need to read this. Ah well, of course. This, wait. <laughs> well hold on. I just got to read it. Now this is don't read it. Well no read no reason to read it. How would I know what it says then? Um, hold on. It disappeared. Oh, there is. Okay. Oh, okay. He said, "I'm gonna read it anyways." Chuck. He said, Chuck says, "Don't read this because it's secret." No, he said, "Don't read this, but uh, to put his uh, his uh, his money towards shipping the uh, Vega Trim to Brazil." Thank you, I appreciate that. That's essentially where a lot of these costs get absorbed, anyways. I, I thank you, Chuck. So I'll specifically earmark that. But obviously, everybody who super chats today and stuff—that's where all these funds really go to—is running the channel and doing stuff. Um, whether you realize it or not, when you guys super chat me, when you guys patron me, when you guys buy a T-shirt, you're buying. Let's just be clear, you're buying like these stupid SD cards that I constantly gotta buy, or a new camera setup, or new stuff like that. Um, it's the stuff that helps helps. What it does is help you absorb up all the costs, so that when I make a video and I get sixty four thousand views, which I think is as impressive as hell, and make one hundred eighty three dollars, I get to keep the one hundred eighty three dollars, and then of course you know after I pay taxes on it. But you get the idea. That's why I appreciate all this stuff. That's what keeps stuff channels like this going. So really great. I'm I feel very uh, honored to have this situation. Uh, justice for none. Like Justice for All, but then not that. Says so Jesse Bernon says, Hey, Phil, what are a good value set of locking tuners, if any? I I know used is always an option, but I figured I'd ask. Of course, used is always an option. Um, I'm trying to think of locking tuners that are great. Obviously, a lot of people like to buy the ones that are Amazon. Um, What I will tell you that is strange is that I'm not a huge fan of those tuners, but I can't tell you that they're bad. I just don't love them so if you go to amazon.com you can't you can't miss them the 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 knob looks like a corkscrew it's got like a spinny thing on it they don't have a brand i think they're under different brands people buy them all the time i had a bunch of patrons just buy them same thing no one's complaining about them i'm not complaining about them either they're very okay super cheap super um but me personally i buy hip shot uh now i like ratio but they're expensive so that's an expensive purchase because it's over a hundred dollars i like Godo. Godo you can find decent deals on depending on the tuner but to me hip shots are you know uh, i pick up my hip shots for 69 dollars a set whenever i buy them i just go online and i always find them about that and that's a lot but it's not a lot if it makes any sense for an american-made quality tuner locking tuning key that i really really like like i said that's so, um, but, uh, that being said, I, I did have a company reach out to me and I'm very happy about this and they want to know how much I would charge, to do some videos for parts. And I won't talk about the company cause I don't want to spoil it yet, but my proposal to them was to give me a, uh, like a thousand dollar gift card to their company. And then I can use it as I go to buy the parts and make videos. And I said, that way we'll just keep it easy. Right. I don't, I don't want to I just want to make it to where I can make content. So, um, I don't know if they will go for it, but they'd be dumb if they didn't, cause I probably end up getting about six videos or seven videos out of it. And you guys will see it's an inexpensive parts company. And that way I can make videos of, I really want to do more inexpensive parts in the, in the, in the videos. Um, you guys seem to ask about them all the time, but, uh, you know, a lot of times with the parts, I buy the parts and I like to buy the co- more quality parts. It's just something I'm more in line with, but it's cause I trust them. If, I would love to experiment with using cheaper parts. I think it'd be fun. And I can tell you guys whether or not it had a great experience or not. <laughs> okay. Um Let's see. We tuned to C. Two C says, hey Phil, truss rod maxed out, but neck has still too much relief. Can I add uh washers under the nut to get more compression? Okay. So All right. Um so this, we've had the opposite problem before. This one's the worst problem to have, by the way. So what he's saying is the issue is this. He's tightened the truss rod as much as it can go, and he still has relief in the neck. In other words, the action's too high. It's just too far. So he needs the neck straightened out. Um, the only thing I want to say, and this is going to be lame, but it's I'd be remiss if I didn't mention this, is that you have to 100% be sure that you do not have a bi-flux, biflex truss rod or what's called a dual action truss rod because you could be tightened, the truss rod is starting to go, and it's doing the opposite of what you're saying. It's not pulling back on the neck, it's pushing forward. And pushing forward and pulling back are not accurate statements, but I, I want you to have the visual, right? So as you're tightening the truss rod, you're going straight, and then eventually you get a back bow. And if you loosen the truss rod, you go loose, right? That makes sense. But on a dual action truss rod, it goes the other way. You tighten, 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 okay, there you go. You loosen, loosen, loosen. Then when it's about straight, about, it's loose. And then as you tighten the other way, now you're forcing the neck to go this way. So it is very possible that you have tightened the truss rod to do the thing that you're hating it's doing. So please go the other way until it gets loose and then continue to turn it and see if that happens. Uh, and, and that I, I'm hoping that works for you, buddy. If that doesn't, um, yeah, we're, your next step's going to suck, which is you've got to literally loosen the truss rod. Okay. Well, maybe keep it as tight as possible. Either way, you got to put it. I put it on a clamp and then you clamp it. It's, you know what I mean? It's just nothing I don't think I could, you're going to want to do. Try that. And we'll hope that works. If not, we'll follow up. Um, what else? Best plans. Best plans. Best plan says, I'm walking from Maryland to Arizona <laughs> to kidnap your sparkle blue telly. Uh, should there, <laughs> should be there by 2028. I'm, uh, so I'm giving you a heads up. Awesome. Awesome. That one's not even in this video today. The Sparkle Telly. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, you must really like it cuz it's not in this video. <laughs> uh that's my GNL. Uh Chris Puckett says, "Can you compare traditional high-gain pickups to Fishman's like EVH Wolf- Wolfgang's Dimarzio distortions compared to Fishman's Fluence and Moderns?" Yeah, that'd be a cool idea for a video. Um uh, yeah. The answer is yeah. Can I do that? Yeah. Will I do it? Um, yeah, I mean, maybe, uh, it's not so much I'll compare them, but maybe I need to do a high, high gain pickup shootout. Um, my, uh, a good, uh, a friend of mine, a good friend of mine, Neil, uh, he had, uh, Dane send me a text, uh, but I was so up. I haven't even responded yet <laughs> about sending me some PAFs. Are. So no, I think of burst buckers from Gibson to, to do a PAF shootout. The PF shoot, PAF shootout is definitely something I have in the works to do. Uh, high gain distortion pe- pe- pickup shootout would be great. Um, the Chris, to answer your question, I don't know why I'm not saying it this way. I'm working on three videos that I think will that will line up for. I wasn't considering Fishman, but now that you said it, it makes obvious sense. What I'd like to do is create uh, a couple videos Five, you know, the five best blues pickups, five best metal pickups, five best, you know, uh, uh, rock pickups, uh, cause I have the sounding guitar. And then as you get those pickups, uh, you know, uh, literally maybe go through like the 10 that I have and then pick the best five or six and then do a shootout between them. So that's the idea of that. That was actually going to be done already. But then with the new, it makes sense when you see the new recording setup. Uh, Andrew says, Hey, Phil, new guitar day. Awesome. Just got a Ibanez, a A ARZ six UC, or that's his license plate number. And he wants us to know (laughs) ARZ six UC, your lights are on. (laughs) Love it. Have you tried one? I have no idea. (laughs) We're going to copy paste this. We're going to, Let me copy paste this because anyone of you out there, remember I was talking about super nerds and layers of nerds. Any of you nerds out there memorized any Ibanez uh, um, names? You are pretty amazing and also may have a sickness and needs to be treated. Okay, so I I can't even images. All right, let's see. Ah, it's like the Les Paul style one. It's, i can't share with you guys because the screen doesn't share that way but it's just a, a picture an esp looking less paul guitar that's what it looks like so the question is um uh, he just got one which is cool and i love it yep have i ever tried one i i must have i've tried the ibanez Les paul style guitars and i really like them had a good neck it wasn't as thin as the normal ibanez necks and it had a nice uh heel joint um really cool guitars and um Obviously, we know why Ibanez isn't going to call it like a Les Paul, but, man, you wish they would just come up with, like, Ibanez single-cut doom or Ibanez single-cut something. I don't know. But, yeah, I I don't even... Well, A would be for artist, so it's an artist series model. If that helps. I mean, all of the, the letters and numbers to Ibanez makes mean something. It's just nuts to try to remember that. So, um, I know uh, A is for artists. So I should have known when it said uh, A, it was an artist, which means it was going to be their hollow body, a Les Paul style or the PRS style, you know, all those style guitars. Um, there you go. But yeah, it's a cool guitar, if that helps. And uh, Like I said, I don't know if I played the exact one, but I played the versions that look like that and play like that for my business and I've never, never had any negative thoughts. Uh, TM Bridge says, can you use three by three coin cell batteries, uh, to place, in, in place of a nine volt battery would like to use a, I don't know what this is. Redeemer buffer in, in my Strandberg, but do not have the room for nine volt. Um, you know, I don't know. I've never tried anything like that. What he's talking about is he's, he's talking about these, these coin batteries, um, that, whoops, these batteries, whoops, right here, uh, that we now use like crazy now for everything. Um, so like putting three of those will make nine. I don't know, man. That's a, that's a question I just don't know. Um, but what I, what I can tell you, I don't know where you live in the country, but uh, I have done weird stuff like that with guitars, uh, weird battery situations. And every time I went to Batteries Plus, there's a place called Batteries Plus where I live. I think it's a chain. And I walked in there and said, I need nine, well, actually I needed 18 volts. I need 18 volts and I need to fit in like, a small cavity. And they sold me a thing that let me stick two, like, I don't know what it was, two smaller little, f- I don't know what, what, what these batteries were, what they sold me. They looked like, uh, double A's, but they were fatter and shorter. Right. And they, two of them in the thing, and it made, uh, like 20 volts and it worked. It was perfect. And, uh, and, uh, the guy was super helpful, it was like batteries plus like the ACE hardware of batteries, <laughs> So, so where I'm pretty useless to give you advice on this, at least I could point you down to the right road. I would imagine if you don't have them where you live, you could Google them and find them and message them and tell them what you want to do. And they'll tell you the math. And they might have, do they have weird batteries that you I've never seen before? And I just remember doing that for a customer because literally he, we needed a, an 18 volt system and it was in an Ibanez Sabre style guitar. There was just no room to put that guitar. We couldn't even router. There was nothing to me to router into. So a route into whatever. Uh, and so that's how I did it. So thank you to the Batteries Plus guys. But that's what I did. If That helps. All right. On that note, we're going to call it. That was a lot. Let me do. I know I say I always say this every week. Hey, we're going to call it. Let's one more question. Uh, but I need to do a non-super chat question because. Uh, Amanda Combs. Combs. See, phonetically, man, Combs. I, I don't even know why I think Combs. It's not like I know what a comb is. Anyways, Amanda Combs says camera batteries. That's what they yeah, right. See, yeah. Nah. Uh, and Tony, uh, Tony says batteries plus is fantastic. Yeah, like I said, it, it, like I, I, dude, I, my experience. I've been in there two or three times uh, in the last few years. Every experience is the same one. You, it's just like when you walk into Ace Hardware or our, our True Value, you walk in. There's always some dude, and you just tell him what you want, and he's like, "Come with me." They <laughs> always say it like that. Come with me and then and then you go where they go and they go this is what you need and then they tell you about stuff you don't really know or understand or care about because they've told you the important part which is this is what you need and then you walk to the counter and buy it and it's what you needed that that's a that is a dying thing in the world <laughs> right but uh but it is uh it is awesome that we still have it um all right uh Oh, and then William said, did I miss the Vega trim giveaway? No, because I was going to forget it because that's how I was going to get a free Vega trim for myself. No. All right. Let's do a Vega trim giveaway. All right. Uh, here is what we're going to do. This is going to be fun. Um, Hold on a second. Let me think. <laughs> Let me think. I don't even I don't even think I know the answer. I want to ask a question, but I don't think I know the answer. I'm going to ask a question. I don't even know the answer you guys know the answer i'll know if it sounds right what was the first guitar i ever put a vega trim in on my channel does anyone remember so let me know in the comments the only thing i do know it was it was not the glary guitar i just did because <laughs> i didn't do it in that one it wasn't the atlantis guitar it wasn't the great guitar build-off um so what was the first guitar I ever put a vega trim bridge in Cause I've put two Vega trims on, on my channel. I've put, um, uh, one on the great guitar build-off. That was the second one. What was the first one I ever did? <laughs> you guys are just randomly guessing. Ah, who got it? Wait, wait, hold on. I think I got it. Hold on. Let me I'm gonna pen it. I'm going to pen it. They're going to, everybody can see it. I pinned it while I look to make sure that it wasn't actually posted before that. Hold on hold on yeah you got it buddy he got the answer ready let me go to the top you guys can see this cool thing hopefully now that i got things pinned uh pinned it was james james vintage v100 yes it was the tajima vintage guitar the first time i ever put a vega trim in the guitar was in marty schwartz's vintage uh, tajima guitar no so is that the vintage V? i don't think you're right right you said vintage v100 but is that the tajima I think it is. Hold on, let me make sure. Ah, uh, hold on. I'm looking it up. Uh, yeah. You know what? I think it's good enough. I think we're gonna go with it because it's, it's coming up on my search. Tajima. Let's see. Hold on, before I upset the internet with anything I do wrong. Because that's the great thing about the internet. You can't do anything right, but you can do a lot of things wrong. Let's see. Um, yeah, I'm going to say James got it. Uh, that seems like the right answer. James, you just won a Vega trim. There you go. Please uh, message me or email me at askknowyourgear. Put it that you're James and uh, and we'll do that. And, uh, and uh, there you go. We gave away three Vega trims. <laughs> Look at that. Oh, ta-da! Thank you guys. I want to thank the guys at Vega Trim for sending those out. Uh, when they sent that to me, they were like, they were kind of funny. They were like, they're like, they they were really excited. So you guys know, I've never, I don't think I've ever seen a company, and I've seen a couple companies be really cool. I've never seen a company be so excited to be in a video. Um, uh, I did what I think any channel would do. I, when I made the Atlantis guitar, I sent them a link to the video after I'd put it out, saying, "Hey, just so you know, I put one of your bridges on one of my guitars." And they, man, they just posted it everywhere and they were so excited. And then when the guitar sold for crazy money, because of 4,600 bucks, I mean, not even the first time when it was fake, the, the $4,600, they were so excited to, they said, to be a part of not only a guitar that raised that much money for charity, but obviously to be in a guitar that, that valued that high. Um, so they were very cool guys. And then they sent me an email one day and said, hey, can we send you three Vega trims of our new, new colors? So they have black, gold, and satin, uh, nickel, brushed nickel. Um, and, uh, and, uh, that's the new colors. And I I said, yeah, I said, let's do a giveaway. So we did. There you go. Three winners. All right. Uh, Uh, so like I said, uh, Justin, you don't have to contact me. I already have your address, but, uh, the other, uh, two, please, Leonardo and James, please contact me. So I have your information so I can get these out to you. Thank you guys who are super chatted, who, uh, obviously are paying for the shipping of this. That's always cool too. Cause Hey, you know, uh, and, uh, What else? That's it. On that note, I'm gonna let you guys go. Thank you guys for hanging out this Friday. Next Friday, time zone change. It will be, let's just make it safe. It will be Friday at three, my time still. So it'll be a three o'clock. I believe that's two o'clock Pacific time or three o'clock Mountain Standard Time. So let's just put it that way to make things easy. It's three o'clock Mountain Standard Time. There you go. I'm sorry if that drives people crazy. I apologize for it. I don't know why I live in a state that doesn't do time zones. Although I don't understand time zones because I don't live in a state that does them. So I'm like, I don't know. On that note, I'm gonna let you guys go. All right, please hit the thumb up button because uh, you know that tells YouTube that this channel is cool and then they believe it or something. I'm not sure if that's true, but let's just go with that. And then for the rest of you guys, you have a fantastic weekend. I will see you guys next Friday. And uh, as always, thank you for your time and know your gear.